Hello and welcome everyone. It is time to enter the Kumi Day. Today we will be digging into UFC 267. But first, if you enjoy the content we're creating, make sure to like, share, and subscribe. Don't be afraid to hit that little bell icon either. That way you can stay up to date with the latest Kumi Day gossip. You can also find us on Breaker, Google Podcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and of course Spotify. So let's get right into it. Magomed Ankalaev versus Volkan Uzdemir. Magomed Ankalaev coming in as a minus 300 favorite in this one. I kind of agree with those numbers. I've got to go with Ankalaev. He's a sniper, and Uzdemir really thrives in that close boxing range. I honestly see a first or second round knockout from Ankalaev in this one. Not TKO. I said knockout. <laughs> um, Ankalaev is fantastic at setting up his head kicks. He has fantastic boxing defense and great footwork. I don't see Uzdemir being able to effectively cut him off and keep him up against the cage for long. He might have short bursts here and there. And, and there he does have a chance. Um, and Uzdemir always has that puncher's chance. I've seen this guy knock people out with the Bruce Lee one-inch punch. Um, it's kind of incredible how much power he can generate from such a short distance. Uh, Uzdemir is coming off of that KO loss from Pohaska. But he did take some time off. I'm not too sure what his chin will look like in this one. But you never know. I'm going with Magomed Ankalaev, like I said, via first round or second round knockout. Okay, next up we have Li Jingliang versus Kamzat Shimaev. Kamzat Shimaev coming in as a minus 400 favorite. That's a bit high of a number. But I do think Kamzat is one of the most talented fighters in this division. He's young, he's new, he's recovering from COVID-19. He started training after getting COVID-19 and he ended up having problems and ended up making the situation worse. He was having fluid fill up in his lungs, but I believe that they got everything figured out and he's ready to come back top notch and start working his way towards a title. This is one of my most anticipated fights on this card. I see Shimaev getting the takedown. Um, Jingling, Li Jingliang doesn't have the best takedown defense, and he's going to need it for this one, guys. Jingliang has tough as nails. He has a great chin, and he looked great against Santiago Ponzinibbio, who I deem to be a top prospect of the welterweight division. But I believe that Shemaev is the real deal. I see Shemaev being the next big challenger for the championship. Whomever that may be, I do believe it's going to be Kamaru Usman. Uh, I'm going to go with Shemaev by de decision victory, but I think it's going to be in fairly dominant fashion. I would also not be surprised if he does find a way to finish Jing Leong, maybe with a submission, um, maybe with strikes on the ground. Hmm, but we will see. Uh, Jing Leong, is, he's tough, and he, he's not to be slept on by any means. And he definitely can get this victory, but it's against one of the most promising prospects that the UFC has right now in their rotation. <clears throat> Next up, we have Islam Makashev versus Dan Hooker. Makashev coming in as a minus 500 favorite. Dan Hooker's legit, um, but I don't necessarily disagree with this number. I think it's a specifically a bad matchup for Dan Hooker, but Dan Hooker is making a really quick turnaround after a dominant victory over Nazrat Hakparas. He ended up just deciding to stay in the U.S. Um, due to visa issues, to just to not have that problem and st stick around to take this fight. Uh, I love Dan Hooker, man. He's one of those true I'll fight anyone, anywhere kind of guys. But as much respect as I have for Dan Hooker, I see him getting mauled in this one. I could see Hooker timing one of his infamous, infamous knees up the middle um, by fighting similar to how he did against Nasrat. He needs to come forward, throw feints, and not recede any ground. The more ground he gives to Makashev, the further his chances to win slips away from him. 
Ultimately, I see Islam snatching up a double leg while Hooker is coming forward and beating him up for two rounds, then getting a rear naked choke in the third. Respect to Dan Hooker for stepping up to the boogeyman of the lightweight division, but it is not a good matchup for him. A lot of people are avoiding Islam because it's hard to look good against him. You have to play his game, similar to Khabib. Um, anyway, I'm going with Makashev via third round submission. I would not be surprised if Dan Hooker lived to the end of the fight, but we will see. Next up, we have Piotr Jan versus Corey Sandhagen. This is a good one. This is actually one of the hardest matchups for Jan, too, in the bantamweight division. I was honestly wondering why Sandhagen was given a shot at the title after coming off of a loss to TJ Dillashaw. But then remembered that Jan isn't the champ. We, the public, just see him as the champ. Mm, excuse me. Sandhagen is great at playing on the outside. He's very long. He's unorthodox. I think his, his striking style is very dangerous for Jan. Sandhagen is always cutting angles and finding the perfect spot to throw knees and, and spinning kicks. Um, I think he could definitely catch Jan with some uh, really sneaky shots, really flashy shots, um, similar to how Aljamain did in the beginning of the Jan fight. Uh, I think Jan should use his wrestling in this one, at least to mix it up. But ultimately, I see Sandhagen coming out hot against Jan, maybe even winning the first round. However, I do see Jan catching on to his timing and his habits and pulling away with the win via decision. Props to Jan for taking such a tough fight when he could have just sat back and waited for the belt. Okay, and for the moment, we've all been waiting for the light heavyweight title on the line. Jan Blakovich versus Glover Teixeira. Blakovich coming in as a minus 255 favorite. I feel that's a pretty agreeable number. Blakovich doesn't have the best takedown defense. It has gotten better, but I see that being Teixeira's game plan coming into this one. I see Teixeira coming out with that hands-up, heads-down, box-and-wrestle strategy. If Glover can keep coming forward, his chances to win go way up. Blokovic is a very hard fighter to escape from. He ends a lot of his chasing combos with a body kick that almost always lands in the same spot, and he's really good about getting ahead of someone with his footwork and having a hook waiting for them. I ultimately see Blokovic's power being too much, and I think he's going to find his way around to share his guard. Looking into my crystal ball, I have Blokovic winning via third-round TKO. With that, guys, we will go ahead and wrap up our thoughts on UFC 267. Make sure to come back and berate me down in the comments for any picks that I happen to get wrong. If you like what we're doing here, make sure to like, share, and subscribe. Don't forget, guys, this is not a sport. You don't play fight.